Good morning, everybody. This is Angela. I'm really grateful to be here with you today. And we'll just begin in prayer. So with hands on our hearts, eyes closed, tuning within, we start with deep gratitude for this opportunity, knowing that it's such a blessing to be on this path, knowing that it's such a blessing to be with like-minded souls, knowing that it's a blessing to share the sacred, non-judgmental, authentic space of healing and sharing, trusting that what will take place today is truly beneficial and healing for all present and all those who will listen later. And even as we listen again another time, that we catch every ounce of truth and healing that is present in this call. In gratitude, we are thankful for our teacher, Jennifer, and we're thankful for the teachers we find in one another. And we release any fear or doubt that anything we will say or do is wrong, and we just allow the healing to unfold through us and as us. knowing that all is in divine order and perfection. So with deep gratitude, we just allow this call to be, knowing that it is healing for us and all others. Amen. Okay, I'm going to unmute everybody, and then we can greet each other, and you guys can take it away. So here we go. Okay, everybody's unmuted. Good morning, Margo here. Hi, this is Maggie. Thanks for that beautiful prayer. Hi, it's Lawrence in Boston. Hi, this is Lars from Germany. Good morning, Mary from San Diego. Chris from San Diego. Hi, it's Nancy from Central California. Great. So again, this is Angela, and as you guys are so pro at this, it's totally your call. I'm just here 
to hold this space. So whoever would like to start us off, the floor is open. Good morning, it's Mary. I just wanted to say that I had a birthday this past week, and I can honestly say that it was the uh, the best birthday of my life. And I'm really not one to celebrate birthdays, but uh, thanks to Chris, um, she uh, kind of surprised me with inviting some people I hadn't seen in a while, and it was just, uh, I realized since Masterful Living, I have had, and since I retired recently, you know, I, I was just so task-oriented with my uh, brother, his wife, and my mother, and, you know, after the three of them made their transition, and I retired, it's like I just, I guess I went from over stimulated to overdoing everything to from to everybody as far as trying to help um to into isolation and I really I I I believe I needed that time for recovery just from everything and grieving and um uh, I think my soul really needed that time out but I didn't realize how isolating it it how comfortable I got with the isolation and, you know, almost immune to um, other people. I mean, just how easy it be to isolate and connecting with people this past week has just made me realize, and masterful living, you know, building relationships. Um, I know Marco was one of my first prayer partners and how precious our relationship was, was and how I was in so much fear to pray aloud. And so I was just reflecting back on, on everything since I joined Masterful Living. And it's been a significant part of my journey to help me get outside of myself and to reach out to other people and um, move from that uh, victim mentality into a more uh, powerful place and responsible place. So I just want to um, thank you all for that, and and I'm just amazed at how healing it's been. So thank you. That's that's all I have to say right now. Thanks for listening. Happy birthday, Mary. Thank you. It's such a nice um it's a nice milestone and a way to reflect back on your year. Yes. And I think it's important for us to acknowledge ourselves. And it's something, you know, I can acknowledge other people and give thanks and do for other people. But when it comes to myself, 
you know, it's uh, in the past it's been a struggle, but I've just decided I'm going to, um, that I don't want to, you know, I don't want to live that way anymore. And and how much the ego was a big part of that, and I just... I also would like to wish you a happy birthday, Mary, and I can definitely relate to what you have just shared, because for me also there was a big shift in all my relationships. I'm much more relaxed at the moment. I think about it, I mean, one year ago or two years ago, I was so afraid of doing something wrong when I got to know other people. It was yeah, sometimes really scary for me to get into contact with other people. And now I really feel a voice inside my head which is saying, you cannot do anything wrong. Just go for it. Just give it a try. And I must really say there were so many improvements in my relationships. But okay, at the moment I feel a little bit stressed because of a work issue. I've posted it on Facebook because some pupils at the moment are very stressful for me. They are 13 or 15 years old and they are very loud and I feel a little bit stressed at the moment and so I've put a prayer request on Facebook because it's really, yes, it's a difficult situation for me because it has to do with groups of people which are very young but I really feel inside myself that it's only a challenge for me to um, yes, to wake up and to really uh, yeah, there is a little there are a lot of things coming to the surface at the moment, so I know in my deep in my heart that it's normal for me, it's a good sign that there's something moving at the moment, but at the moment I feel a little bit stressed and unbalanced so I would like to ask you for your prayers, so thank you This is Margot. Thank you, Lars. Thank you, Mary. It's so good to hear your voices, and it's so good to hear positive and growth, and it's just amazing. I have, I did not listen to last week's call um, yet, and I've been doing a very good job of isolating, so I'm really glad to be back uh, with the group. Thanks. Hi, it's Nancy from California. Um, I was just sitting here thinking, listening to you guys and thinking about isolation. And why? I wonder why it is isolation feels so safe. It feels so safe, and yet it's so separate. And that's just weird. I don't know. Just thinking about how I isolate to feel safe or to feel stronger. I don't know. Just a thought. Margot again. Uh, for, for me, isolation is just an old 
an old, very old pattern of coping. And I understand now it serves absolutely no purpose except to get me in trouble with my ego. Um, it's just a very old pattern that, that of negativity. That's familiar. I I can really relate to that too. This is Maggie. Um, I I tend to isolate, and I've um, fallen back. I guess sometimes on the excuse that um, I tend to need a lot of downtime. You know, a lot of time to process through things and that sort of thing. And maybe I'm more introverted than others. But I think that I tend to use that as like a crutch or something um, where, you know, it doesn't need to be 100% of the time <laughs> isolated. Um, but I, I know I've done it, you know, out of safety and kind of like what Lars was saying is, you know, um, you don't have to worry about what other people are saying, but I think that I still tend to hold the judgments in my mind that I haven't said or done something, you know, the right way. So maybe I shouldn't be involved in this certain group or something like that. And sometimes I feel like I even have to push myself to join our group calls. Um, and I know that the outcome is always so nice. It's such such a beautiful place. Um and I know that it's a judgment-free zone, so that has really helped. <clears throat> I think that <clears throat> I think that I have I have hesitated to to join in on the community calls um, because. I didn't want people to because I because I felt that people were going to find out that I was spiritually stupid. I think that I didn't want to reveal what I was thinking because I had judged myself to be Un, unworthy and just lately I've felt these blocks these, the, the blocks are, have, have uh, the blocks to the realization of of the presence of love have have disappeared and I can feel the, the flow of love now. I don't feel, I don't feel, I, I feel a, a connection, um, a, a lessening of the border the borders between myself and and others. This it's come like 
in in bursts of of awareness and uh like the other the other day I was watching the um, Jennifer's healing meditation from Baja and I had a, a, a wonderful, really deep release. I just started, I, I cried, and, and I just felt this incredible love flowing in through me and, and, and around me and, and out. It was just so freeing. It was just wonderful. Thank you so much, it's Mary again, for that uh, deep share from the heart. And I really believe that, um, you know, the universal love is going through all of us, you know, and whether we're feeling, you know, I mean, I, I can remember so much feeling spiritually stupid and searching and searching for years in different spiritual programs, something outside of myself is really going to give it to me. It's going to fix me. It's going to make me feel better. You know, and and Lars sharing his uh, um, struggle with uh, his students. I mean, 15 years old is such a challenging group. Thank God for uh, incredible teachers like Lars. Um, And you know, it seems like regardless of what we're grieving for a loss or what our challenges are, it's consistently masculine living has helped me to realize that it's coming up. It's just another layer coming up for healing. You know, it's like going to the cafeteria. And in the olden days, when we took a plate, you know, removed that big heavy plate, another one would pop right up. And it was okay, you know, or the analogy of peeling an onion. It's just another layer coming up for healing. And Masterful Living has really taught me to remind myself of that. It's just another layer coming up for healing, and this too will pass. And, you know, it's reassuring myself, and and it can be done, and turning it over to the Holy Spirit and putting it on a divine altar. I mean, these seem like simple tasks and tools, but practicing them, you know, over the last 15 months, I mean, it's it's really demonstrated to me how powerful it is. 
that invisible world is is accessible to me. I, I didn't. I thought it was for other people, not me. So, um, you know, it's. Uh, I think these are all universal, common patterns of behavior that we're all sharing, and it's we're not alone. We we all they're all within all of us. We experience them at different times, but I can deeply relate to everything, every opportunity we have that people are sharing for for growth. So thank you all. Mary, thank you for that reminder about the the layers, and I love that analogy with the plates <laughs> popping up at the cafeteria. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, this week I went deeper into a pattern. I had released a lot on um, what people are talking about, feeling spiritually stupid or that I'm unable to heal all the way, but other people can. Like I had that belief really ingrained, and um, I released a lot of it over the past year. But this week, what came up for me was, well, I have no higher self. Everyone else has a higher self, but I do not. I'm like a lower breed of, you know, whatever, another, you know, another breed of human or something like that without a higher self. And um, it hit me in two ways. One, I kind of laughed because it just sounded silly to me, like how, you know, but it also hit me kind of hard because it was a really deep layer of that belief. Um, and, um, I feel like it's been, um, an intense week with that feeling, but I can say it's, it's lifting. And I will also tell you that I did one of the med, well, I've done a couple of the meditations from Jennifer's Baja retreat, but I did one this morning and towards the end of it, Jennifer asks, um, you know, what is, what is a word or a phrase that you can take with you, um, to work with well, on whatever you're releasing. And the words that came to me was love yourself. And um, it just felt so comforting. And it was a huge release similar to Lawrence's experience. It was a, just a huge release. And um, I don't know. I'm just really grateful, too, for the group, for the sharing, just for this whole experience of having a place to to share this where people understand um, and maybe have gone through similar things as well. Hello, this is Sally. I don't know how many of you listened to the community call for the uh, first-year students uh, this last Saturday, but uh, I listened to it this morning earlier on today, and there was such loving sharing about loving yourself and different ways to love yourself. And this one fellow suggested doing his dishes uh, in timely fashion so that when he looked at his kitchen it was beautifully tidy that that was a way of loving himself so that he could feel good about himself and there were so many different 
ideas that I thought were wonderful in that uh, call. So I recommend it if you haven't heard it. Thank you. I'll definitely go back and listen to that. Thank you very much for this reminder. For I uh, have also listened to the video, uh, to the audios and videos from the Baha retreat, and Jennifer said something very helpful in, in this regard. She says, when you speak to yourself with a very soft voice, when you say, for example, to you, darling, everything is okay, everything you have done is all right, and so just do what you like to do and something like that, the voice inside your head. This is very powerful. I have tried it because my voice inside my head was also almost a little bit harsh sometimes when I have judged myself. And I have found it really helpful to speak in a really loving, soft voice to myself. And this was extremely good for me for I felt better after I practiced it. So I could really recommend to... Uh, listen to the uh, shares and the calls. It's really one, a wonderful idea. Thank you very much. So I think, Lars, with your comment about the, the, the students that are difficult, you have to accept that you're a very loving teacher and that you may not be perfect, but I think that you work very hard and not to uh, feel bad when you don't succeed all the time. You know, you're. I th I'm. I'm just amazed at how you work with your students. I think they're all very blessed to have you as a teacher. Yes, yeah, thank you very much. For me, it's sometimes difficult for at school, it's not such a loving surroundings, I would say, for uh, students are under stress and they put a lot of pressure regarding the marks at the end of the year. So for me, it's sometimes really difficult to keep uh, the love inside me in this uh, uh, environment. This is my challenge at the moment. So, and sometimes I really, I'm so dedicated to love that it's really difficult for me to, um, yes, to set boundaries for my students. For I really always think, okay, there's a sense behind it. There's a reason for why he has just behaved in this provocative way. And I would like to be a loving presence in all moments of my life. And this is sometimes really difficult to really set boundaries. This is my challenge at the moment with being loving all the time and on the other hand uh, to show love also by giving them rules and setting boundaries. It's great to hear everybody. This is Margo. Um, thank you everyone. You've given me uh, you've given me the willingness and I can't think of the word the ability to speak and tell you what's been going on with me. Um, last Wednesday was the funeral for my nephew and Thursday was the, I'm sorry, Wednesday was the wake and Thursday was the funeral. 
usually when I get in these situations of stress and uh, sorrow, I immediately pick up cigarettes. And for the first time, I did not do that, and I believe it's all due to Masterful Living and what I've learned here over the past year. Uh, I was really present and really able to feel my feelings for the first time in a while. And um, now I'm feeling a lot of shame, which I know is crazy, but that's what my ego is telling me. Because yesterday, after being isolated at home alone for a couple of days, I went out and, of course, bought a pack of cigarettes and had to sabotage myself. So I'm not feeling real good about myself right now, and thank you for letting me uh, put that out there. Thanks. Hey, don't judge yourself. Sometimes one of the tricks is to, when you see yourself do those things that you would prefer not to have done, to find the love anyway. Just love that child you know the person the the true nature of who you are thank you that's very helpful and i have found that incredibly tricky <laughs> It's Mary, and I also wanted to say that um, a couple of calls ago, Lars was um, reminding us, um, made it so clear how the moderator has left the conference. Hi, is anybody else there? I'm sorry, guys. I got booted off the call. I'm back, and so I'm sorry to interrupt, and everybody, <laughs> we're okay. Hi, it's me again. I just wanted to say that a couple of calls ago, Loris had reminded us so clearly, and so his choice of words were so loving, how regardless of what we do or what we say, you know, when we call in the higher Holy Spirit self and we put things on the holy altar of divine love, that the Holy Spirit will use it for our good, no matter what it is, no matter how much shame or guilt or fear we have. 
the Holy Spirit can use it for our highest good. And we don't know what that is. We don't know what anything's for. And, you know, that that we, when we, I, allow the trust and know that it's for my highest good, regardless if it was a another pill or a drink or, you know, some extra... Um, piece of cake or regardless of what it what it is you know it's it's going to be for my good and that is very um very helpful for me because it it alleviates my anxiety and um you know god doesn't know anything about that i mean it's all self-inflicted judgments and opinions we project onto ourselves because God, in God's mind, we're all perfect, whole, and complete. I don't know if you want to share anything else, Lars, but you just you just said it so beautifully. It just went right to my heart when when you spoke about it. Thank you, Mary, for this beautiful reminder. For it's really. This was what I've learned from Masterful Living, that everything is for our highest good. And at the moment, I really feel that the whole world is full of love. For uh, for example, when there's a selling situation or so, I really know that everything is whole, perfect and complete. And the difficult thing is only when I'm in the situation, when I'm stressed or in situation where things are going wrong. But I really know that deep inside myself there is love. And I can definitely relate to what Lawrence has said about Jennifer's healing meditation from the Baha retreat and also from the Greek retreat last year. I love this connection because uh, she lovingly puts us in this deep state of relaxation where we can really feel the love pouring through our body. And afterwards, I really try to send out this love to the whole group which is there and to the whole, uh, so all the people of Masterful Living and all the people which are around me. And it really works for me to connect to this love. And it's really a one for me. It's really a wonderful experience to feel the sensation. It's a form of tingling sensation all over my body to really connect to this light which is in us. So thank you, Mary, for reminding me of this truth that it's regardless what we are experiencing, it's all for our highest good, and the love is within us. And really wonderful experience for masterful living i have also god thank you i've i've come to know to truly know that that whatever happens is all right that nothing, nothing that happens is that whenever uh, I lost it. Um, I've come to the realization that that whenever I'm not at peace in even the slightest bit disturbed that I'm 
that I'm believing the ego's lies. I've come to really know this and, and to know that everything is all right, that, that we are love and that, and that we're being taken care of. that there's nothing to fear. And I thank you all for helping me to come to this. We are all one. Lawrence, this is Chris. When when you talk about these um, students you have, it it kind of reminds me of Ethan, and and I have because of my concern to be whatever I am to be for Ethan. I've listened to the um, um, Ken Wapnick tapes on parents and children. It's our our um, I think it's our most difficult classroom and you're in a sense an assertive parent in this room and the teachers are at that time you sort of have that role and these kids are at the age where they are choosing or beginning to realize or should be realizing that their parents no longer are going to take care of them and that they have to do it themselves yet they come in with wanting to make everybody wrong so you you kind of remember that you're going to be the dartboard, <laughs> you know, and that these darts are just going to go past you, fly past you, and um and you in it in a real sense they have asked to be in your classroom, and um and you're the best that God's got right now to put in that classroom, and um I see is doing a, a wonderful job just just being of that awareness, it's going to rub off on them, you know. Um, it, it, it has to. So um, I support you and I'm putting all those those kids in my, my prayer box because I know that that's just such a transition time when, when people realize that their lives and they have to, they have to create their lives and learn their own, earn their own money and support themselves. They're you know, parents aren't going to be doing it. At least shouldn't be doing it for them forever. You know. Thank you so much for reminding me of that. That 
I'm in a spiritual classroom and it's not by chance that I meet these pupils and that they meet me. And uh, it's also some other thought is just coming into my head that regardless what we are doing, it's just uh, the presence of ourselves that we really are, which is really important, not what in which way we act or what we do, but just our being, that we are the light and that we feel connected to our beingness, which is really important in this situation. And this is really a beautiful reminder for me. Thank you very much. Well, you're very welcome. Margo, again, thank you, everybody. I'm so grateful. I just climbed out of the hole, and I'm back in the light. Thank you. This is Margo again. I was just wondering if anybody has, well, I'm sure you have, been reading the Anagram book. Um, I keep starting and restarting it, and I was just wondering, 
what people's experiences are while since they've been reading it or what what they're taking from it. Um, this is Maggie. Um, I have had some difficulty reading it, and I think because it's so much, once you get into the chapters, it's a lot of facts about each of those personality types. Um, and I know that as I've read it, and I'm not done it, um, but as I, I've read it, I'm not sure which type I am. Um, I had four that I thought I was partially <laughs> a little of each. So for me, I... I'm finding that part difficult <clears throat> to sort through um, what I identify with or what I see in myself the most. And I think Jennifer mentioned at one point, whatever you have most resistance to, that's probably what you are. Um, but I guess I just felt mixed all the way through. So I guess I'm kind of wondering if some people are more strongly one particular type or maybe <clears throat> Still a particular type, but just not as strong in that one, or something like that. You know, Mary and I asked, um, I guess Leslie, and she's not here to say it, she had her, her types done a long time ago, and she says it actually has changed her life. Well, I haven't gotten in the book yet, but, you know, she had such an input, I'm going to at least be open to it. She said she figured out who she was and what her husband was and that it it completely changed her relationship, her, her Edna. So um, I don't know if I'll do it today or tomorrow, but it's in my plan. Did she work with somebody who was able to help her figure out what type she was? Yeah, I think she professional. You know, she paid mm-hmm. somebody to do hers mm-hmm. a, a pretty long time ago, and uh, and she said it it was quite helpful. Yeah, I could see where it would be particularly helpful to work with your type and the person who you live with. Or, you know, if you live with somebody or work closely with somebody, how it could be helpful. Because as I was reading, some of the dynamics between people, boy, things could be really misunderstood. Um, But it's just how you're personally driven. Thank you, everybody. That's that's more or less where I'm coming from, too. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. I've also started working with the book, and I found it very difficult at the beginning, but now I 
have really got some clarity about my personality type mm. and the personality type of my wife. I personally think that I am a nine, a mediator type, and my wife is a perfectionist. And I've started to understand some of her behaviors in a different way. For perfectionists always think about bad and right, uh, black and white thinking, and sometimes when she has a conflict, I really uh, can deep uh, can understand her in a deep way, for I really know, okay, this is from because of her personality type, and I can really have compassion for this, whereas I started judging her uh, some months before, so it really helped me in this way, and also concerning my personality type, that I sometimes forget to express what I really want, that I uh, try, sometimes I try to adapt to the way of thinking of other peoples, and uh, I forget about my own interests, and this was really helpful for me, but I'm not absolutely sure if I'm type 9, but uh, for me it sounds or it feels right, but I'm not so sure about it yet. Thanks, Lars. I don't know if this has anything to do with anything or maybe this <laughs> will help me, but um, when I first was in a relationship with my partner, it, it took me a while to realize that I'm orderly, like my closets and drawers are orderly, and he's tidy, and he would he, I would have a drink out and be drinking it like all day. I'd turn around and he'd have it washed and put away, whereas i drink the drink all day long and where he has a cup of, of tea and drinks it and then washes it, puts it away, whereas mine will be out. But his drawers are a mess, you know, and mine are, mine are in order and, you know, have, but, the, but my outside world might look a little messy. And so until I figured that out and, you know, kind of worked with it myself, it, it did cause a problem. So I can I can see where knowing the, what drives us um, and other people, leaving the space for them to and figure out how to work within that. I think it's probably time for starting prayers. Huh? I I would like prayers for me to be at peace with what I need to get done before I leave San Diego. Because I, I'm thinking, oh, I should do this, and I want to do that, and do that. But do I want to play, or do I want to meet, see this person? If I go see them, I love to them. So that some some sense of peace about what I get done and what I don't get done, and what and the priorities.
Thank you, Chris. Thanks. You've got you've got my prayers. Um, this is Margot. I I would like prayers to help me remember that nothing outside of myself is real, and that I have everything within that I could possibly want and need. Sorry about that. This is Angela. We have like five minutes left. So, yeah, if you guys want to continue to offer up any prayer requests or if anyone would like to just share anything else, we have time. This is Maggie. I'm going to ask for prayers for um, allowing joy into my life. Maggie, we sure will hold that in prayer for you, for joy, and for all of us to be uplifted in joy. Thank you for asking. 
It's Mary. Uh, I just would like requests in the area of uh, joy, peace, um, divine order, willingness to uh, discipline my mind, and wisdom to know the correct, the highest in the choices I make. Oh, that's a long list. Well, I just have a lot of gratitude for everybody. Thank you so much for being you. Thank you. We probably should have some prayers for the Baja group on your travels home. Mm Well, everyone, we're just left with about a minute. Um, I just want to say thank you for this beautiful space, um, just for me to be a witness to all the love you have for each other. It's really beautiful. And um, I love to open up the floor for anyone who feels moved to pray, so I'll just allow that space. And if anybody feels inspired, please um, jump in. And if not, I'm happy to do it. But thank you, everybody. I'll pray. Beloved, I am. Thank you so much. We are so grateful for this beautiful, sacred space that you've provided for us. Thank you for the deep heart connections that we're feeling throughout this call. Thank you for the love that's been flowing throughout all of us. 
and through us, outside of us, to all beings. We offer up anything that is blocking love for ourselves, and we invite peace, joy, knowing that everything we need is within, and we ask for a blessing for those who are traveling. Um, and we just we just bathe in the gratitude and the love from this call now and throughout our week. And uh, I offer up this prayer and the healing within this sharing time together for all beings because we are one. And so it is. Amen. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bless you all. Amen. Amen. Bye. Love you all. Love to you all. Love you.